Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to Staying on the Narrow Path. I am so excited for this episode today. I am joined by two amazing, good friends. The first friend is, is my professor. Uh, he is Dr. Adam Potter from Roberts Wesleyan College in Rochester, New York. Great city, great college. I highly recommend going to that college. Really good. He teaches, he is the director of choral activities, and he's an associate professor there of music, and I studied under him for two and a half years. I was able to take some oral skills. I was in the chorale. We did a mid-Atlantic tour, went to France. Really great time. I really enjoyed every minute of it, and I miss it a lot. Um, we miss you too, Ryan. Thank you, Dr. Potter. And then also my other good friend, Philip Woodard. He was a dear friend, and he was also one of my, he was one of my colleagues. We graduated in December of 2019 together, so it was yes. a lot of fun. And so really excited. They have their own podcast as well. So this is this is a first time doing a cross-podcast together. So Dr. Potter and, and Phil, can you talk about your podcast quickly for our listeners? Yeah, well, I feel like, so this is also our very first cross-podcast collaboration. And uh, so for our listeners who are listening to this, welcome to yes. We Should Have Recorded That with Phil yes. and, oh, I'm sorry, We Should Have Recorded That with <laughs> Phil <laughs> and Adam. Um, but uh, yes, Ryan got the honors of doing our intro today. So we are really excited to be teaming up with him and his podcast. And uh, we'll release the exact same episode uh, for both of our podcasts. And that's pretty exciting. So anyway, Phil, I'll let you introduce yourself now. Yeah, so I, I mean, I think Ryan did me just as I am. Uh, uh, I am um, a student from Roberts. Now I am a music teacher. And and the the premise of this podcast is um, it's pretty really simple. Uh, we are recording conversations that uh, we wish we would have recorded, <laughs> so, mm. and that's basically it. And we talk about almost everything. I mean, we just had a um, we just went through an election election cycle, so we talked a lot about that um, in the past in the past. Uh, few weeks so both on and off air yes both on <laughs> and off. more off yeah. air than on right 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 <laughs> uh but yeah i we've been we've been really enjoying this i think i told phil early on in the experience you know i, I i've never done this before nor did i have any you know ambitions of doing a podcast but the pandemic does crazy things to you when you're stuck at home in quarantine. And um, I actually was surprised to find how much fun it really is. Um, Ryan, what's your experience been like recording, uh, yeah, recording your podcast? So I was telling Dr. Power this before we got on air, but the idea started because a Christian artist who was doing touring everything before the pandemic began all of a sudden pandemic began quarantine hit and all of a sudden all shows were stopped like just nationwide mm -hmm. everyone had to go home and it was just like right. nope you're done and 
then he was telling his team, he's like, okay, what do we do next? Because we still, because he still got teams of, you know, I mean, you still got to pay his employees and he still got banned and, and, you know, trying to generate, you know, enough to live on. And, but they would pray and they felt um, the Lord was, led the artist to do a podcast. And he kept this under wraps until August when it was launched. And I was listening to us because I'm a Grubhub driver. And I was like, well, I'm like, you know what? Grubhub's fun, but I want to do something else. And then God gave me a podcast from this artist. And I was like, you know what? This seems – and I heard the the, uh, the sponsor, which is Anchor, and they're like, oh, yeah, it's so easy to make a podcast. I'm like, it's that easy to make a podcast. And yes, it is. It's actually really easy to. And it's like – and so blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden, it started and it just um, – it was interesting because I checked the other day – uh, so I have listeners overseas, which I never dreamed of. Yeah, well, I never thought would happen. I got three listeners. I got one in Australia, one in Germany, and one in Malta. So I was wow. like, hey, praise God. He's using it to minister to us, which that's the whole point. If, if one soul could hear the gospel and their life has changed, then it's worth it in the end. That's and So I'm like, that's why I'm doing this thing. And it's not for money, but I won't lie. I look how much money I made. It's like nothing. It's like very little. And, and I'm like, hey, it's not really, it's not about that at all. But I think it's been enjoyable to hear people's stories. And um, it's just been fun just to interview and to just, you know, I mean, just to do this. You know what I mean? Like, if it goes, if, if, if God wants me to keep doing this, then we're going to keep going. That's what's going to keep happening, you know? So yeah. that's what I've been uh, feeling the Lord's been leading. So. But yeah, yeah. So again, listeners, thank you all for tuning in. This is gonna be exciting. And so today, um, this is a really cool episode because we're gonna we're kind of gonna be a lot, we're doing a lot of reflecting on what this what this whole past year has been because we mm. this has been a roller coaster year. It has yes. been just from like we thought January was gonna be great, and then up to December, all of a sudden March hits, and we're like. Yes, quarantine. What's social distancing? What is this whole <laughs> mask wearing? I'm like, I won't lie. I'm not a huge fan of masks, but I wear them because we need to, and it, it protects and saves lives. So I'm all about that. Right. It's social distancing as well. And so um, I remember starting like like all of a sudden, I was at a program in Speculate in New York at this um, Christian camp doing what's called the Lift program. We were supposed to go to Ecuador, and all of a sudden. Um, I think it was like a week, like, like a week or two before the, the thing, we started seeing all of a sudden this thing was starting to surface and blah, blah, blah. And long story short, they, they cut the trip because thank God they did because we would have been stuck in Ecuador. Yeah. And I did not want to be stuck in Ecuador when a global pandemic happened. That's just not, like, I'd much rather be in my home country. And, um, but it, it worked out fine. And, but I think we've definitely, you know, I mean, it's been interesting. But what I want to do first, before we really dive in, I want to pray because I think that's so that God can really just meet us where we are and just really just, you know I mean? I, I want whatever God wants to do, I want him to do. So yes. let's pray before we begin. And God, I'm so thankful for uh, two, um, two great friends and mentors, Dr. Potter and Philip Woodward. I thank you for their hearts, Lord, and for their podcast, Lord. And I pray that um, you would use that ministry for your glory, God. And Lord, thank you for this time. And Lord, as we dive into this, Lord, um, this is all about you, God, and it's for your glory. Amen. Amen. And by the way, Ryan, my name is Adam. Okay. All right. I, I was... You 
You have a degree in hand, so none of this Dr. Pottering anymore. Fuck! <laughs> oh, I, like, I, I literally wait until they tell me it's time. So like, okay, I'm going to call you Adam now. So. Yeah, no, I, I, uh, I, just because I, when I became Dr. Potter, I didn't cease to be Adam. So there's nothing disrespectful about that. <laughs> all right. Well, I appreciate it. Like, this is, that's cool. Awesome. So I will be, so I will be calling you Adam. All right. So um, before we begin, I want our listeners to get to know you both because I think that'd be really good. So they get to know you. So Phil and Adam, what is going on currently in both of your lives? Yeah. So we're talking to a whole new audience. So I guess we'll have to reintroduce ourselves. If you are a Wasertwapa listener... Forgive us, you already know all this junk. So, uh, my name is Adam Potter. Uh, as Ryan said, I teach music at Roberts Wesleyan College. Um, I also am a church musician at Rochester Christian Reformed Church. Um, and I am a lifelong follower of Jesus Christ. So, I would say the... the Two most important things about me are, first, foremost, and overwhelmingly so, that I love Jesus and strive to serve him and obey him in everything I do. Uh, and second, I feel like Jesus has called me to uh, minister to people, both believers and non-believers, through music, uh, and I am just, I feel so blessed to make a living doing exactly that. What about you, Phil? So, yeah, I am also a music teacher, although I am not at the collegiate level, not yet. Um, and so, um, I am an elementary music teacher, and, um, and that is what I've been doing also. I mean, again, uh, some you all have heard this. I am. I was also married in January, um, and so like right before everything kind of went went crazy, I I got married. And my wife, uh, you know, several times is like, if our wedding would have been in May, we probably wouldn't have gotten married. And I'm, <laughs> and I say to her, I'm like, well, we didn't get married in May. So, you know, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> oh, Phil, so, let's face it, you would have gotten married in May. You just would have. It would have been you and the preacher. It, that that's exactly what it would have been. You it two would, and the preacher. Yeah, I mean, and that it's not so much about the yeah, it's not so much about us getting married, but not having the wedding that mm. that that it was desired. And so, me and my wife, we were married in uh, January. Um, I'm in South Florida, and Brian, um, for our listeners, your listeners may know, but you are you are in close to South Florida. And um, West Melbourne is Melbourne is how is that Melbourne, how you say it? Yeah, yeah West Melbourne. Yeah. It, it's so me and Ryan caught up um, right before the school, right before this school year started. Um, had lunch together, and so that was it. Was nice to see you uh, down here. <clears throat> and um, yeah, I mean there are like a lot of other things. I'm still I still uh, do some singing with uh, churches, and I the church where I teach I also. Uh, I also 
lead the children's and um, youth's choir. And so we're trying to, we, we kind of stopped that when COVID happened. And so kind of trying to start it back up here and now. Um, and so, um, yeah, those are kind of my, the things that are going on with me. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's, it's definitely, um, I will say this moving to Florida, I am thankful for it. I miss New York, but health wise, um, I actually feel probably the best down here because I haven't realized, but my sinuses have always been just not the best. And especially in colder climates, I just find that I've been getting sick pretty often. And the last time I got sick was January and I have not gotten sick since. And, but the thing is, I honestly think like it was in January and that's like, they were saying like the COVID was already around, but like we didn't know what it was yet. I came down with this nasty science infection. It was like the point couldn't breathe. was like, I was just like so sick. And like, we were doing, we were like, we were at a, um, uh, we were doing like some type of orientation type of like, like, um, like skiing, something like that. And like, we didn't know COVID was even a thing yet. And that was the last time I remember getting sick. Like really, like I think I, I cannot tell you how many times I went to go grab like a paper towel or a tissue and blow my nose. Like, it was just that bad. And mm. it was garbage. And I was like, this is just terrible. And when I got to Florida, I was like, you know, this is really nice. And like, I just haven't gotten sick yet, which I praise God. And um, I know COVID's still a thing. And if that happens, God will use it for his glory. But you know what I mean? It's like, I just feel, you know what I mean? Like health wise, I feel a lot better down here. But I miss New York a lot. I won't lie. I miss my friends. I miss you all. I like, yeah, I mean, I, I grew up in New York, you know what I mean? And, but my, my body's like, oh, the floor is nice. It's nice. I'm like, I just went in the pool like an hour and a half ago. And it was nice. I was in the pool. <laughs> right. Sorry. I just, I was like, you know, I'm like, that's one thing I like about floor. You just jump in the pool in like December, November. It's warm. Right. Yeah. I will, I will tell you. I will tell you last night. So be um here recently I was like going for a jog like like pretty late in the evening like the sun is already down like it's it's night but last night I went at around 8:30 9 o'clock, and it was too cold for me to jog. Outside. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> How cold was too cold, Phil? I don't know. It had to be it probably was like the 70s. You would I mean it was oh, you know <laughs> Oh, all right. Well, but, you know what? For Ryan's guests in Malta, that's like 20 degrees Celsius. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, but before we finish this question, um, I think it's, it's really cool to see what God's doing in your life. And even with all this craziness, God is still good. He is amazing. And he's still working. You know what I mean? And, and, and we'll get to talk about more of this, but good to catch up with you both. And it's just so good to see your faces. I, and I know, and we're virtually, but it's just really cool to see you both and see that you're doing well. Um, all right, so this is gonna be a larger question. Um, that might have been bad grammar, but anyway. Um, how has God been leading both of you during this time? And what has he been putting on your hearts? Mm. All right. <laughs> Um, you know, because I, I just finished my degree, I think part of one of the biggest things that I've been doing and because I'm recently married is just like doing a lot of reflection and personal reflection. Um, 
thinking about um, I think one of the things that we we you know we kind of shut up in our houses during the during quarantine during the larger quarantine so you have a lot of time to think and um, and yeah I'm so just reflecting on where God has brought me and um, and you know in the one of the things I was thinking about specifically was about relationships and I uh, was so thankful for the relationships that I have now like you know like Adam and Ryan and, and some of the other people that we've had come on I'm also reflecting on how um, you know in my foolishness and I'll even just be more like uh, more churchy in my sinfulness some of the mm. relationships that I um, that I broke um, or that that I broke or that because of my because of my sinfulness that were broken and you know thinking about how to repair how to repair those and just maybe praying about maybe we're praying about that and but I just again thankful for relationships and then um uh what else what else can I say just just really still singing like I I've been meeting with Dr. McGee virtually since since June and and so it's always nice to um to kind of catch up with him and I, that's kind of a way I'm keeping in touch with the things that are going mm. on campus by hearing talking to Dr. McGee on Wednesdays and we he we I mean we we had grown so close to where we're we're able to joke and so it's just nice to uh to um to continue that relationship um again relationships like I think like that's what our mm -hmm. podcast is ultimately about too like it's about relationships and the conversations that come from like getting to know people and once you know them just how that flows and for those mm -hmm. of you that do not know Dr. McGee, he is also a professor of, of, of voice at Roberts Wesleyan College. Yeah, yeah. A terrific professor of voice. Uh, I, 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 um, I never had any um, classes with him, but I was able to talk to him a couple of times and he, he loves the Lord and you can definitely tell it. And he's just, he has that listening heart, so. Yes, for sure, for sure. But yeah, um, but Adam, um, how about you? Yeah. Oh, what has God been teaching me? I'm going to piggyback off of what Phil said and agree that relationships have been uh, central to this season of of our lives and and um, you know my COVID experience. Um, being intentional about relationships when it is not a possibility. To see those people in person, um, and having to having to maintain friendships that normally would be maintained by visits and traveling and shared activities and time in one another's presence, and having to maintain those relationships by message and Zoom is uh, requires discipline. Um, I think also God has taught me a lot about submission. Um, you know, I am, I am, I really am a planner. I am an advanced planner. I like to schedule. I like to be in control of my time. Um, and, you know, like, Still, on a weekly basis, I find something in my calendar that I have 
planned that I'm like, oh, that's not happening anymore. You know, like last week I was supposed to be guest conducting an area all-state festival. And next week I was supposed to have Christmas gala dress rehearsals. And like, nope, none of that is happening now. Uh, and so I'm learning to submit to God's will and relinquish that desire to be in control and let, um, and let life wash over me with less resistance than I may have before. Um, and finally, I think God has taught me humility through this season. Um, you know, I, I feel like I'm decent at what I do. I'm I'm decent at my job. And this year, well, last spring, when we moved online, and this fall when we were back face-to-face, -face, but with a thousand restrictions, um, I had to rethink everything. Um, so I was, essentially, I was doing it for the first time, even though I've been a teacher for over a decade. And um, so... So that, well, that's been an important lesson, uh, that to just be humble, accept criticism, accept failure, learn from the failure, uh, and try again tomorrow. So I think those have been some of the, the, some of the lessons that God has had for me. What about you, Ryan? What have you learned from the past eight months? It has been a roller coaster. Um... To kind of sum it all, because I could go on and on, it's just been a crazy, all right. Well, after after graduating from Roberts, um, I was like, okay, God, what's next? I'm like, I got a, I got a bachelor's of science in chemical performance. What do you want me to do with this degree? And mm. God was like, you are going to go to um, this lift deception program, which basically stands for leaders and further training. And it's a um, program in the Adirondacks, speaking in New York. And it was like boot camp. I will not lie. It was like boot camp. And I was yeah. like, like, and it, it was like spiritual boot camp. Like I was like, whoa, like, I, I did not realize that at first, because basically one of the things they really strive is growing, growing more in Christ. Like that's number one. Number two is physical. Like they're like all about like running and everything. Number three is like develop. Um, it was like there's, there's a group of 30 students and you all become good friends very quickly. There's 15 guys, 15 girls, something like that. And then um, mentally, also they push you. But basically, it's it's like a, it's like a college semester, but it's different because you have a couple of classes, like like maybe two or three, and then you do a lot of serving, you do a lot of physical activity. One thing I will I remember is we climbed um, the largest mountain in New York, which is Mount Marcy, in the middle of winter time, and we had to sleep outside one night too, not on the mountain, but well, we were on the mountain technically, but we had to sleep outside one night in an igloo, which was. Ugh, garbage but it was wow and i remember climbing to this mountain and i'm like and my, my poor mother thought i was gonna die like literally thought i was not gonna make it and literally <laughs> thought i was gonna be dead i was like and i will i will i thought i was gonna die and I, i'm looking up this mountain and it's blizzarding you couldn't see squat and we're consuming we're well you're consuming all this food and also you're burning it all because you're just you're you know i mean you're burning thousands of calories and i was like skinny like i like i shrank like i just you know you just 
and then COVID happened. I was like, oh, forget that. <laughs> Wait, that guy. I was like, oh, that happened. COVID happened. <laughs> it was great. But then we were supposed to go after the Christmas trip. That got shut down because COVID happened. But we were allowed to go to a Christian camp in Kentucky to help them out because they were trying to. Because COVID was starting to happen. And we were able to serve there. And God really used that to really close the semester. And then, I, then fast forward, I came back home. God, I'm like, God, what do you want to do next? He's like, go to Syracuse. Help this church out. Because they didn't have this brand new pastor that showed up. And now he's in this pandemic now. And, you know, I mean, it's just crazy. So, and it's a small church, like 20 people. So, we were able to help him out, just try and get him on their feet. And then God was like, nope, you're going to Florida now. I was like, excuse me? I'm like, we're going to Florida? I'm like, how's this going to happen? And. The funny thing was, um, my brother back in February was like, hey, if you ever want to come to Florida, this is before pandemic began, if you ever want to come to Florida, try it out, the door is wide open, you can come down. I was like, that sounds nice. And then I remember when I was serving at the church, and I felt God's like, your time here is very limited, you're going to Florida. And I was like, okay, yes, we are going to Florida. And I remember I, I left May 31st, and we did like a little worship session, and we had a and this was and actually this thing was the riots started happening in, in the city of Syracuse. Like they had a huge riot in Rochester because everything happened with the whole George Floyd thing, and then Rochester was just erupted in chaos. It was just I like I thankfully I got out of Grubhub like because like like literally they, like there was one night it got so bad, and then it happened in Syracuse, and we and then also they put a curfew on the city because they were like, hey, mm-hmm. like there's all this stuff happening and. And the, and the sad thing was, they were, there was a peaceful protest, which was, which was good. But then they had all these looters come in, and that was really sad. But anyway, so thankfully, we were able to do, we were still, be able to serve church. And I, I remember coming home, and I was only home for six days. And I literally drove my Ford Escort 2002, 1,200 miles all the way down to Florida. And I remember it, and I, I saw it with my grandfathers. And, but the thing was... Um, you know, Ryan, I'm so sorry, but my dog B just needs to make a guest appearance. I'm staying on the narrow path. <laughs> no, you're good. I like it. She's, just, she's barking at nothing. I apologize. No, this is this is live. I like live live stuff. This is live. Like um, but you know, one thing I I have to say as a song, I don't I, I don't want to keep going going, but God has been faithful in everything he has um just been there the whole time he's provided and i see now being down i i i know why god has called me down here which was to spend time with my brother and to really grow that relationship because it wasn't like like we loved each other we did but it wasn't as good when we left for college you know what i mean and now it's like it's so like we just we're, we're, we're like best friends you know what i mean like we do everything together we live together and it's like and now, like, I'm seeing now, like, like right now, my brother's in a huge testing season right now. So I've been able to be there for him. And, um, but it's, it's been really cool. You know, it's been, God has been faithful. I have no idea what the future is going to show, but God has been faithful. And I have a roof over my head. I have food to eat. So I am mm. happy. <laughs> so, yes. so now segue to the next question. Um, this is really good. And I want to, I want to talk about this a little bit. People are searching for hope. Like, like it's just people are now looking for more than more than ever now, because especially you've seen the election chaos. You have seen the yeah. pandemic chaos. You have seen all the racial tension that's been happening. Yeah. And people are like, what are we going to do? You know, and um, I'll kind of open this up. 
I was I'm doing grub pub and I went to this um it's called Matt's Cash Bash something like that. So it's like a nice restaurant they have stuff like that and I was sitting there waiting for some food and this guy comes up to me and I wasn't really talking about that day. I just wanted to be to myself because I just, you know what I mean? I just want to get my food and get out. And I wait like 15 minutes for this food. This guy comes up to me and he's very friendly. I'm like, oh Lord, please, not again. <laughs> I get the food again. I felt so sinful. I was like, oh God, I'm sorry. I'm like, oh, I'm so selfish. I just, I just was not talking to him that day. And I remember... I was like, you need to talk to this guy. And like, also he just opened up and he's like, hey, what you, how's Grubba? I was like, oh, I'm like, hmm. I tried to be quickly, quick and short and I wanted to get out. And he just got blah, blah, blah. I'm like, ah. <laughs> no, it, it was good because I, I ended up really liking the guy because he had a, just, you know, I mean, he had a really humble heart. But he's like, so what is this whole God thing? He said, like, he said, like, what are you doing? I was like, it was like this whole gospel conversation just opened up just that wow. quickly. And I was yes. like, you know, and like, and like, it was just able, I was able just to tell him, hey, you know, and like, we were having, we were able to have a quick conversation about it. And I'm like, you know, people are looking for hope, you know, people are looking for, is there a God out there? And yes, there is a God out there. And he loves yes. his creation. And yes. I think he's, I think he really is revealing himself more and more this day and age. I think he's gotten, I think he's woken up the world quite a bit because you see this world is pretty much in like, like he has in control. But I'm like, but you see what's going on. You see it, like, and like, but I wanted to open up to you two. What ha like, what is what is your response to this whole thing? Well, I think Ryan, you, um, you pointed it. You 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 got the point when you um, mentioned that, like, it is the opportunities in our daily lives. It is taking a hold of those opportunities that God puts into our path to serve as his light to people who are in darkness. Um, and I think our response is simply to be receptive, yeah? It is, it is, all right, I am a vessel here. Father, use me as you will. That is my daily prayer. Because I know that in my own power, in my own strength, in my own wisdom, which are nothing, which are nothing, that I will miss every single one of those opportunities. I mean, someone could, if, if it were not for God's spirit dwelling within me, someone could come up to me and ask me, what is the gospel? And I'd be like... <laughs> I, you know, I would, I would just, I would be, I'm too stupid. I'm too unaware. I am too, I just, I don't, I don't have it in me to notice those opportunities. So my prayer is to notice those opportunities. And I guess in my own very small sphere of influence, um, that has meant using music to bring others hope, um, I programmed very intentionally this year for my ensemble uh, music of hope, music of persevering through adversity, um, music of comfort, the kind of comfort that can only come from God. Um, and hopefully that has brought some people hope. Um, and then, you know, I've also sought out other 
opportunities or how, you know, how, how do I, there are things that we as Christians can do to show the love of Christ that just are really simple. Yeah, like um, you mentioned earlier, Ryan, that like you don't like wearing a mask, but you do it anyway. That is a way of showing God's love. You know, you've probably seen the meme going around social media that's like, if you refuse to wear a mask, don't you dare try to talk to me about God. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, yes. Like, if you cannot wear a mask to keep your neighbor healthy, like, we don't need to start on that. Yeah. yeah. Adam, I, I am, well, because the thing is with Grubhub, in New York was it was extremely mandated. Like you had mm -hmm. to, there was no choice. Like I could get in serious trouble. I, right. I get numerous complaints. Well, the funny thing was in Florida at the time before like the infection rate started going up in Florida, they didn't mandate. I was like, you didn't mandate? I'm like, I'm gonna get some dirty looks from people, and I'm like, I'm not wearing one anyway. I'm like, and all of a sudden, two weeks later, like, yep, everyone nation wants to wear one. I'm like, thank you. I'm like, we're dealing <laughs> with food here, and I'm like, yes. I, I'm, and I've had people. I have one. I remember one person, and I thought I want to get to you next. I have one person that I gave food to, and they're like, and, and, and they were with their child. They're like, "Hey, look at this driver. He's got gloves on. He's got a mask on." Uh, this is not to promote me out. This is not. I'm like, I'm trying to do my best to protect. Yeah, you know I mean, because it's like you have no, like, you have no idea what this person's going through. You know what I mean? Like, they might yes. have underlying conditions. And I'm like, uh, as, as a representative of Christ, I'm like, I'm gonna do my best to love that person. Yes, I am not a huge fan of the mask, but I do it because I have to. You know what I mean? Like, yes. And like, I'm gonna do it. You know what I mean? And so, um, you know what I mean? And so, anyway, um, Phil, I want to get to you now. I want you to say what's on your mind. Yeah. So, you know, I think as I think as Adam was saying, the the thing that I have, um, I've been focusing on that on that too, like the places where God has placed me and um, two places that are kind of the other uh, places where I'm at the most are at home with my wife and in school with my students. And uh, I will say that during and that, I think this was one of the areas where I need where I reflected on in, in the situation. I was feeling at the at home with my wife being gracious and showing love because I have this I've had the anxiety of of teaching in this new situation and we're in the we're in the house together um um all the time now I I was really feeling at that and so um you know so I needed I actually needed grace and I needed to be reminded um on Sunday mornings that um, that, that God loves me in spite of my sinfulness and, and then, and then showing the grace, then showing grace and love to my wife. And whenever she's discouraged, we point, you know, pointing her to the pointing her to Christ and what he's done for us in the gospel. And then in a, in a, in a, in a, um, in a more subtle way, um, uh, a, uh, a kind of more covert way. I do that with my students. And so I, I try to, I talk with them about 
forgiveness i remember with my first grade with the first graders i i i look i i want to use the, the plural i wanted the possessive but with the first graders last year i remember asking them there was after one class where they were really difficult and the teacher came in and said to uh said to me you know what should their punishment be and i said to them i said to the students do you all know what it means to be forgiven like do you do you all know what it means to um to have someone um not count your wrong against you and and so i took just a few minutes to explain that to them and i said to them we'll try we'll try again hopefully next time and hopefully you know we have a better class and that has been kind of my kind of my repeat repeated refrain with the students to um con- to continue try and i'm i'm not perfect I'm not good. I'm not always good at it, but trying to, um, you know, constantly say to them, um, you know, or or just even to have these conversations. Okay, why do we wear the mask? Or why should you not talk while I'm talking? Yeah, why? (laughs) No, giving the why is important. Yeah, no, 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 yes, or. And exact, and, and then why shouldn't you talk when your classmate is talking? Um, loving your classmate, being respectful of your classmate, like that, like that is one of the biggest things. And then to say to them, um, and then to say to them that it's okay when we fail, we we get another chance in that same class, or tomorrow we'll get another chance to do it again. Um, and so those have been the two biggest ways. Uh, where I've tried to try where the gospel has one has had to come to me because like I said, I fell at being, mm. being kind and loving and gracious, but then also being able to share that with my, my wife and my, my class, my students. I think there's, I think I, you were talking about forgiveness and that is so, so powerful because Christ commands it. Like he commands to forgive each other because, and I remember he, I mean, in, in the scriptures, Peter says, how many times should I um, forgive? Seven times? And the Lord's like, no, 77 times. And meaning, basically, you keep forgiving. Like, you don't stop forgiving. And it's and the thing is, it's hard to forgive. I won't lie, especially when someone has really wronged you. And, like, you're like, I just want to, like, mm-hmm. but it's like, at the same time, Christ went to the cross. And, and you know, I mean, and you see what he did and, like, how much he loved. And I was like, no, and he looked like he forgave, you know, and it's like he, you know, what I mean, and it's like if Christ can forgive, we can forgive, you know what I mean? And, and it's just, mm-hmm. and like we have to be, and, and I won't lie, it's not easy to forgive, and I will say that out there. It is, especially if, if someone has had a traumatic past, it is hard. I will not lie. I've talked to people that have had those instances, and it's sad, it is. But at the same time, Christ has what's called to forgive. Um, and so now I want well, to when, right, I want to say oh. something really quick. Sorry, I I want to say something really add a quick point to that. The the two things really quick. The the idea of unconditional love. Um, I I was I was really convicted on that like this this past week of just um trying to practice unconditional love. Like I don't I don't like you. Well, I mean I I shouldn't say I. Uh, I think I think uh, Martin Luther phrases it perfectly, right? As he always does. <laughs> that Phil that is a weird reply joke. Every episode. <laughs> that is a that is a weird reply uh, inside joke. But 
in the um in the uh not the 95 thesis but the um the dissertation i forget the i i can't even think of the title right now but this is the phrase luther says that uh man we uh find beauty and we love it but god loves and creates beauty out of the love that he has for his creation he creates beauty and and we're just trying to imitate that i'm just trying to imitate that unconditional love that from from the love that i show my wife from the love that i show my students i uh enable i able enable them to be to become what it is they're going to become but then here's the second thing i'm also i also don't want to be foolish in giving them something they cannot handle so my i deal with my i i the way i the 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 kind of structure the way i structure my class for my first graders for the first graders are is different than how i structure the class for the fifth graders and and it should be right i would hope so (laughs) (laughs) but good you learned something at roberts wesleyan college yeah i mean but i give but i give the fifth the fifth graders have more i will give them more responsibility more opportunity more of that than i would with the first graders because the fifth graders hopefully can handle it and they've shown that they can handle it mm-hmm. where the first graders have not and so i think that's the other side of of that um of how we interact with people we have to uh, balance that mm-hmm. so. and this actually perfectly segues perfect segue. question and so uh, both Phil and Adam are music educators. And just to recap, um, Adam is uh, at the collegiate level teaching at Roberts. And uh, Phil is teaching elementary. Um, uh, Phil, can you remind us, what, what school are you at teaching right now? Um, it is Miami Shores Presbyterian Church School. Awesome. <laughs> and and so I um, the world of music education has changed uh, drastically because now it's a lot of virtual and... Um, I, I've talked to my father because I remember when they had to go online, it was just crazy. Cause my dad, he was like, Ryan, I have never grown up with this technology and I have to just learn it. And so quickly, but I want to ask you both, how have you adjusted and how has music education been overall impacted because of COVID-19 and everything that, that has transpired with this whole entire year? Hmm. Well, you know, for me, at least the spring, after we went fully online, and then this fall, when we were back face-to-face, uh, were drastically different. Um, music education in the spring, now for, that, for some people, they're doing the same thing this fall that they were doing in the spring, which is fully online. Um, I feel very blessed that that is not me. I was not a particularly... Um, it turns out I was a more effective online educator than I thought it was, but I was definitely not a happy online educator. Um, so yeah, like figuring out how to do music education asynchronously in many contexts, that was, that was really tough. Um, this fall, music education has changed because um, we have to be smart and we have to be safe. And singing as a... a respiratory intensive activity 
is actually one of the more dangerous things you can do during a pandemic of a respiratory-borne virus. Um, so it has forced both me and every member of the choir, the choral ensemble, to listen in a much different way because you are 12 feet minimum away from them. Um, it has, I've learned a lot about what kind of repertoire will work in physically distanced uh, settings. Um, I, you know, I love fast, rhythmic, kind of like intensely, mom the momentum is relentless. Uh, those pieces do not work <laughs> very well in, uh, in a physically distance, you know, extremely physically distance when you're talking about three dozen or more people. Um, and um, uh, the, yeah, and then the mask wearing, I mean, we all we sing with masks at all times. Um, I think, again, it has brought me back to that idea of surrender. Um, the diction will just not be as good when you're wearing a mask and I'm learning to live with it. Mm -hmm. How about you, Phil? Uh, I think the biggest thing for me, I'm thankful too um, that I was able to go back into the classroom. We're actually doing hybrid. Um, and so I have some students online and some students in the classroom. And by this point, most of our students have um, come back into the classroom. Um, and and the, big, the biggest change for me is that where I was seeing my students every week, um, three times a week, now I'm only seeing them, I'm seeing them for a week, but every three weeks. And so um, it's the doing a lot of review, um, a lot of going back um, and, you know, so just just kind of recovering the ground as we and then kind of edging forward as I see that they are making progress. Um, so and the and the mask of kind of the biggest one of the biggest things I wonder if it is really affecting um, their hearing. Oh, and also like well, before I was I was in my class, I was in the classroom with the piano and now um, be just to trying to keep away from contamination and, and cross contamination, I'm going to every classroom. So I'm not taking a piano with me. I'm using my voice, which, which is, which is kind of what we want to do primarily anyway, but I'm using my voice and, um, with no aid. And I, and I'm, and I am still in the, I'm still trying to figure out how to compensate for the, um, for the octave difference between my voice and my students. And that, I know that that's a, that's a lifelong struggle for every male elementary school teacher, unless you're a tenor. Uh, but yeah. Hey, <laughs> the tenors are singing down the octave also. Well, well, I mean, but, but anyway, middle C is not as bad for you all. So middle, middle C enough is not as bad for you, but, so I, I I mean I'm so like that I think it's it's just another element to the things that I already would have been working on. So I would already I would have still probably still been trying to make sure that they are singing where they should be singing that they're hearing the pitches 
but it's just adding um, just another element to um, the things I was already going to have to work with them with about. Yes, I can. Um, I think as a whole, even with music education, they're like seeing, and like I was able to see some of the virtual concerts, and and it's really cool to see how even with a pandemic, like it's you can still teach, you can still keep going, and it's really cool. And I I applaud all professors, teachers out there, just and like thanking just you all for still teaching, especially with a pandemic, because it's just like it's not easy. It's like especially with states that have um different restrictions and whatever state you're in you know i think different states have different restrictions um so yes and definitely i i think as a whole we need to keep praying especially for all those that are you know the any job because you know what i mean it's like there's a lot there's a risk you know what i mean area you go in there's gonna be a risk you know I mean? you never know you might get and um you might get the virus and so but i think also another thing we can start tying into this next question i think another thing too is at a time where there's so much fear god has called us not to fear and i think especially you watch everything and people are fearing like crazy but god has said do not fear he knows our everyday needs and i for me he's taught me that a lot because i've I've had to shut off the news. I'm tired of getting all these notifications saying, blah, 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 this time, blah, blah, this time. I'm like, I cannot stand any more election stuff. I can't stand any more yes. COVID or, or the numbers going up. I'm like, it's giving me, I can feel the anxiety just rising. Just, yeah, you know I mean, and I, I know it's, it's, we be praying for those that have the virus. But at the same time, someone told me, say, you also got to live your life. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the time, we have to give an account of what we did here on this earth. And COVID will pass someday. We don't know when, but it will pass someday. But the thing is, we have to give an account of what we did here on this earth. We have to give an account of what we did. And God will ask us, what did you do during COVID? What did you do? And and I, and I don't want to be sitting, sitting there and be like, I just sat there and froze. But you know what I mean? It's like, and we have to give account of everything. And I don't know what that's going to look like, but I want to be able to say, I did this. Even when all this pestilence was happening with this virus and everything else, we still preaching the good news and, and telling us about Jesus. You know, that's the most important thing. People need to hear it, you know? And there's there's, there's so much importance now because, you know, I mean, like people are dying and there's other things that are happening too. And it's like people that do not have Jesus, we know where that where they go. You know what I mean? It's not a place that you want to be. And um, I mean, there's so much urgency now to really spread the good news, you know, because because Christ can take the most sin, sinful persons, like, you know, can take a sinner and literally transform them into someone just beautiful, you know what I mean? That's the, that's the awesome thing about God. He can do that. He's the only who can do it. There's no other God that can do that. Mm-hmm. And so what I want to go into now is, and we can tie this in, what is something you both can take away from 2020? Yeah. Phil, do you want to go first, or would you like me to? Go ahead. Okay. Um, Ryan, well, both of you, Ryan and Phil, you were both a part of the corral, and you remember me talking about how one of our values is relentless positivity. And that is that remains a value. But this year, I've also been cautioning the students against toxic positivity. Mm. Uh, because if your positivity comes from a disingenuous place, it really can become toxic, it can become unhealthy. I preface what I'm going to say with that because what I can 
what I'm about to say could sound like toxic positivity. Like I'm just, but I promise you it isn't. It really is. It doesn't come from a disingenuous place. It comes from a very genuine place. And that is that even in the midst of 2020, which is just the most bizarre year of my lifetime, and I hope it always will be, um, God is so good. There are some, I just, there are ways I have been blessed beyond measure and beyond anything that I ever could have merited myself this year. Um, and I, I am just so grateful for God's goodness. And so I will remember God's when I look back at 2020, yes, I will remember all of the negative stuff, but I will also remember God's goodness during this time. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I I think like um like that that is where I will go as well because I I, rem- I remember a refrain I t- I started saying like even when I was uh trying to decide whether I'm going whether I was going to transfer from Delta State uh, to Roberts. Um, the Lord had brought me to Delta State. He had provided for me there. He will provide for me wherever it is that he's, he's leading me. And in 2020, um, I'm saying that to my, myself, saying that to my wife. I encourage um, you know my, uh, my principal. We've had these types of conversations that you know <clears throat> that God he will provide and it may not be it may not be how we how we want it it may not be to the like what we think it should be um but he will provide and i have to say um honestly like his provision has been was probably is better than what i could have imagined mm. or better than yes. what i would have asked what i would have yes. felt comfortable asking for yes. for amen. myself amen and and like and that is and that is like the blessing um that um he he really is working um above what i can imagine and i and i i think i will also just temper i mean temp um temper um that also with the idea that there are people suffering too um, yes. and that even as believers, we will suffer. I don't, I, I, I we, I, I, the Bible, um, I don't, does not exempt Christians from suffering. I think it is exactly Christ-like to, to face suffering of all sorts in, in, in degrees. Um, so I, I want to also acknowledge that, but I'm, I'm thankful that even if, and when I suffer that, my God, he's going to take care of me. And even and even if that means the last grace where I am, where I am taken from this life into mm. the next, yes. that yeah. he is taking care of me. And, um, and so, yeah. What about you, Ryan? Mm. What is something you will take away from 2020? I think again, God is faithful. He is so faithful. And I, it just this whole transition down to Florida and how miraculously he has provided and 
2019 was a rough year for my own personal walk with the Lord and just trying to figure out what God, he gave me, just, he showed up miraculously so many times. And I look back at those experiences. I'm like, and God's reminding me, it's like, look at look, what, look what I have accomplished in your life and how I've provided for you. And that has gotten me through this whole season, you know what I mean? Just trying to survive because Grub Pub, it's good, but I'm like, but at the same time, I'm like, I'm still living out of a suitcase. I've been doing that for almost 11 months now. And it's just, mm. it, I won't lie, it's frustrating. I'm like, I'd much rather have, have it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. B is wearing a cone because of a little injury, and so she's scratching her cone. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're saying profound things, and my dog is going, scratch, 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 scratch. No, you're good, you're good. And um, I just, I just, but the thing is, God has been so faithful, and I think, and he, I know he's got a plan, and this season is a season of waiting right now. I'm trying to figure out what is next in life, and, um, but... He's been giving little glimpses here and there. And um, one thing, w- which was nice, um, I-, I can say this. Um, last time I did any live worship was June, and it was more of like a limited setting. And um, and I-, I got asked November, like it was a couple, like last Sunday, we they had like a Thanksgiving thing, and I was actually able to play live worship since, mm. since June. Which that was a huge answer to prayer, and like I was just, yeah, I, mean, I got all this keyboard rig. I'm like, God, I have all this equipment. I'm like, am I ever gonna use it? I'm like, is this, is this code ever gonna end? I'm like, is this ever gonna, you know? I was just sitting here like, I can do all YouTube and stuff, but like, I want to do it with people, you know? What I mean, yes. uh, of course, in a safe way, of course, but and it, and then the point was two days later, I get I get oh, day, it was probably daily. I got texting, hey, you want to play for next day? I was like, yes, I do. I'm like, I will any type of live worship and whatever, you know what I mean? But I think to say God has been faithful, and when I am weak, he is strong. So I can mm-hmm. uh, say that. So for our listeners, um, one, of, one, one, of my, one of the things I always do before we end, I always ask each, each guest, what is some life advice you can give? And I always love hearing that every single answer is always different. I'm excited to hear what both of you have. Mm. I think my answer to this question would be different in different contexts, but right now, the word that I am hearing is the word listen. Mm. So my life advice, listen to those around you with an open mind and an open heart seeking to understand their point of view. Mm. Um, yeah, I think in general, I, I, I mean, I really would agree with what Adam is saying. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just looking off to the side. I'm just really deep in thought. I, I think if I could use another word, um, maybe would even say being teachable. Mm. Um, because I think like that has been the biggest thing, um, uh, in like and and throughout my life and at my best moments, I think I'm teachable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, good advice, Ryan. Since our listeners don't get to hear from you, would you like to give a piece of life advice to the Wassertwapa audience? Yes, yes. Um, 
I would say when God calls you to do something, you listen. Do not do what Jonah did and run away because mm. that's what Jonah faced a fish as his consequence. And um, it's something that I, I, when God says to do something, you do it. Don't yeah. say no because God is gracious, but I I just don't. I just don't want to say no to him because it's just you know. What I mean, God's our heavenly Father, but mm-hmm. saying no to him, I feel like that hurts him, and I think it and it really does. You know what I mean? Like he's gracious to us, but when God calls you to do something, do it. Do it the first time. Don't wait to the second time. Um, yeah. But and um, so I want to, as we wrap up, um, for both listeners on um, both Phil and Adam's podcast and for Standing Up Path podcast, um, I will say this: God is on His throne. He is always on his throne, and he will be. He is the ruler and the only ruler. And there, these times are, will be turbulent, and there are worse times to come, unfortunately, because in Bible prophecy, there's a lot more coming. And But the thing is, I don't want to say that to discourage you all. I do not want to say that to discourage. We know this. If you, have, if you believe in Christ, and you know him, and you follow him, you know where you're going one day. And this is not our home. This is not... And I have had, and I have thought about having more and more because I'm like, I know I'm so, I have a lot left to do on this planet right now, but I can't wait till I reach my heavenly home because there will be no more COVID. There's going to be no more any. There's going to be no more tension because there won't be any sin. We won't be selfish anymore. Like I, yes. my brain can't even wrap its mind around it. I'm like, I won't be thinking stuff that you know. I mean, it's like like stuff that you shouldn't be thinking or saying something you shouldn't be saying. It's like I, my brain can't even comprehend that. And I'm like, I, I look forward to that day. But for now, we are called to live in this broken world. And we are supposed to be a light. And the world's going to get progressively darker, unfortunately, because it's the Bible. It, it's all, there's all this prophecy. And it's, and it's coming. Unfortunately, we don't know when that time will come. But for now, we need to stay faithful to what God has called us to do. And God has called each person out there. You all have a, you all have a special calling. God has called each of you to either be a teacher, a pastor, janitor there's so much stuff and god's giving you all the abilities and we are to do what god has called us to do and the abilities that we are given to serve him and to and to also we are we are with us humans we are meant to be social and i know right now in a COVID pandemic that's kind of not the thing right now but we can still virtually we can still there's still ways to do it you know what i mean mm-hmm. and don't don't do this alone we're not supposed to do this alone and and that's why I think, and it's really cool how we have this technology right now. You know what I mean? Especially in a pandemic. We can connect with people all over the world, you know? Yes. And But what I will say to wrap this up and stay, keep following the Lord no matter what. And stay on that narrow path. Stay on it. And God will always be with you wherever you go. Now, yes. so for Phil and Adam, um, I want to, before, uh, I want to pray for you both before we finish. And, um, but thank you so much. This was this was something I really needed. Um, I won't. I've been having a huge trial right now, so I really needed this. <laughs> I won't lie. Um, so it's been encouraging to see two great friends and to see how God is moving in both your lives and how He is, um, how He has supplied both of you. Um, and and it's really cool to see that. And um, but but quick quick promotion for both channels, podcasts, I should say. This podcast is going to be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and both on theirs as well. So make sure to um, look it up. It's it's um, it's, it's going to be, it's, I'm really excited uh, to hear this conversation on on, on the, those platforms. And 
Philam, any final words before we pray? Just thank you, Ryan. Thanks for inviting us to do this. Thanks for uh, letting this be, uh, you know, an episode for both of our podcasts. And so for Wisertwapa listeners, check out the episode notes. Phil will include a link to uh, all of Ryan's platforms. Yes, yes. Yeah, thank you, Ryan. Thank you for having us at your house. Next time we'll have you at ours. <laughs> yes. This this is I just uh, I'll say that I just it's really cool to each person that comes on. It's just cool your their stories and that's what podcasting. It's just fun. You get to hear you get to talk about different things. And mm-hmm. um, but I will definitely after I'll definitely be praying for you both. Um, and especially with all your endeavors with this craziness that's happening of 2020. It just seems yes. like things keep happening, but. Here's the other cool thing. Thanksgiving is right around the corner. So it's, it it's, I am grateful for Thanksgiving and also Christmas is coming because I think it's going to be really good. Um, but let me pray for you both and as we end this time together. Um, God, it is so good just to connect. And Lord, even though this year has been crazy, you are still ruling. You, you knew about COVID before we ever even knew about it. You knew this was going to happen, God. But, Lord, we need to stay faithful to your word and to stay faithful to each other, God. And I pray, Lord, for those out there that need need hope, Lord, that they can find it in you because you are the only hope, and that is it. You are the only hope. Lord, I pray especially for Phil and Adam as they go back to to, um, serving in their um, classrooms, Lord. Um, For um, for Adam as he's going um, now on virtual, Lord, um, Lord, I pray that you would use it mightily, God. And, Lord, also for whatever happens in the spring semester, Lord, I pray that you also use him mightily, Lord, too. And for Phil, Lord, as he is in the classroom, Lord, I pray that you would also use him mightily, um, too, God. Um, and, Lord, thank you for his heart for serving. And, Lord, also I pray, especially for both of them, Lord, uh, I pray that you would keep them healthy and safe, Lord, away from this virus, Lord, because this virus is not something to be met, is not something to be messed with, Lord. Um, but, Lord, I pray for those out there that who are suffering from whatever is happening, God. I pray that you be with them. And, Lord... Finally, Lord, let us live every day for you, God, because you are the only one. You are the only true God, and that is it. Mm. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you, Ryan. Thank you. This was so much fun. Yes. Well, dear listeners, bye for now. All right. Bye-bye. Adios. Adios.